Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Thank you for joining us on this week's edition of Utah Weekly Forum. I'm your host, Rebecca Cressman, and there are very few organizations in my mind that make such an impact in the life of at-risk kids, and that is Big Brothers, Big Sisters of Utah, and I'm just so thrilled. Joining us today is the president and CEO of Big Brothers, Big Sisters of Utah, and that's Nancy Weinmiller-Basinger. Thank you so much for being a part of our show today. Thanks, Rebecca. I'm so happy to be here. Talk to us a little bit about Big Brothers, Big Sisters of Utah. Um, Is it a network that is taking care of youth all across the state? Yeah, so um, we are a a nonprofit that serves um, youth in the area of youth development. And we do technically serve across the state. We're in about seven counties. uh, And we find uh, volunteer mentors who do one-to-one mentoring with kids, and we actively support those mentoring matches once they're made. It's interesting because I went online and the website, by the way, and we'll share that later again. It's bbbsu.org. And as you look at the top of the site, it says, be a big, get a big. So what are you looking for for someone to be a big, to actually be a big brother or be a big sister? What kind of requirements and, um, and I guess, characteristics? Yeah, that's such a great question. Um, it really is uh, one of our biggest needs, right, uh, to find mentors for the kids who would like to have sister or a big brother. Um, and those volunteers are pretty much anybody and everybody you can imagine. So um, we have three different mentoring programs and our volunteers look slightly different in each program. But basically what we're looking for is somebody who would like to make a difference in the life of a child um, through consistent and caring um, mentoring and frankly, just friendship, being a friend and and being uh, willing to hang out with uh, a little brother or little sister on a regular basis. And about what age are the big are the little brothers and the little sisters? Yeah, we um, will match at children from the ages of six uh, up until when they're about sixteen, and then we continue to serve them through the mentoring um, until they're eighteen or when they graduate from high school. So pretty much all ages. The average is right about twelve, just right in the middle of that. You know, I had a coworker who uh, was a mentor of a little sister for a number of years. And, uh, you know, 
she ended up, she was a single woman. So she had some time and she said, I just want to make a difference. And she said the biggest surprise for her was just how much fun it was for her to have this relationship and, and enjoy things that kids enjoy again. And, and, and to have that sense that, you know, um, she was able to make someone feel like they're cared for. Yeah, it's so true. I hear that from our volunteers all the time, that they really got into um, mentoring. They signed up initially because they thought they were going to make a difference in the life of a child and they wanted to give something back. Uh, But what they learned over the process of being a mentor is that they got just as much or maybe even more than they ever gave um, in that relationship. And so um, I think, uh, you know, Giving is also fulfilling, right? Um, And uh, our staff are amazing, and they do such a great job finding a good fit for our volunteers. And so um, when you sign up and say, hey, I think I might want to be a mentor, we go through a pretty extensive interview process, and we try to learn all about you as a person. Um, What do you like to do? And what kinds of things would you want to explore with a, a little brother or a little sister? And then uh, once we make that match, we find that volunteers just have so much fun because they have somebody with similar interests and they go exploring together. Tell us a bit about these children, the littles, uh, so we can get a clearer picture of why it helps them so much to participate in programs like Big Brothers, Big Sisters of Utah. Yeah, we serve um, about a thousand kids over the course of every year. Um, And those kids, the kind of the number one thing they have in common is that they live in low income households. So about 93% of the kids we serve um, are living at or near the poverty level. And um, about half of them are living with single parents. Um, Another 10% of them are in a kinship or foster care um, setting, so they they have a guardian who's taking care of them because, um, for a variety of reasons, their biological parents uh, are not able to. And then we also have about 10% of the kids we serve who come from a refugee background, so they were resettled into the U.S., um, sometimes with their family and sometimes not. Uh, as refugees. And then finally, uh, about 10% of the kids we serve are children of incarcerated parents. So those are the most common um, kind of settings that the kids that we're serving uh, are living in. And and how does that, how do those situations affect um, the opportunities and the potential of these children? Yeah, I mean, it's these are it's so funny. They're such amazing kids, and they have so much potential. Um, and I think that the number one thing that I would say is um, a challenge in their lives is just having enough people around them to help them imagine all the opportunities that they have, right? So, um, you know, there's sort of that old adage that it takes a village, and I, I think it really does, and particularly for kids maybe who have a single parent and are living in poverty um, and have some of these other challenges that we talked about. I think um, imagining all the opportunities that lie before them is maybe the hardest thing. And so having somebody who maybe has a slightly different life experience, 
um, and that they can hang out with, that can talk to them about um, all the things that they did in their lives and um, education and uh, exploring the world in, in different ways that can really open up their, their minds and their hearts. Um, for those who have just joined us, this is the president and CEO of Big Brothers, Big Sisters of Utah, Nancy Weinmiller, uh, bass singer. So many of us have different backgrounds. You know, some of what you're describing kind of took me back in time. And I remember, you know, I was uh, raised uh, for uh, a number of years by a single mother, and uh, she worked three jobs. And by the time I think I was 13, I was hustling and cleaning people's houses and, and, and doing those things that uh, we needed to be able Able to to pay the bills, and that period of time lasted for maybe two to three years, and and then things became more financially stable for us afterwards. So it's very different um, in my case, but I do remember the impact of having other adults, whether it be educators or people I came in contact. That what they did is is almost pulled the curtains back to say, look what else is out there in the world. And then here's the pathway to get it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's, go ahead, go ahead. It makes yeah, sorry, it just makes such a difference. And it, um, I think, it is exactly what you said. It's pulling the curtain back, um, and it's also being a cheerleader uh, in behind the scenes, and kind of saying, you know, those things aren't just out there for other people; they're out there for you. Uh, and so, yes, helping them imagine a path. Um, and and just it helping instill confidence that um, that they uh, can pursue that path, right? That idea that that being a powerful mentor, uh, not only coaching on how to get there, but letting them know that you believe in them. There used to be research a number of years ago that came out that that for a child to to reach his or her full potential and to have self confidence, they needed to have at least two, uh, if not three strong adult figures in their life that invested in them, that cared for them, and that were trustworthy. And so I think about that with the Big Brothers and Big Sisters program, that that this is a way to provide that for children who may not have those other adult role figures available to them. Yeah. And, you know, what we find, I think, particularly over the last two years, where we've all faced a lot of challenges that were somewhat novel, um, is the the social and emotional learning of kids um, is such a crucial uh, I don't know counterpart to the more traditional elements of education that we think about and um, and that's where having an adult role model um, somebody as your friend who maybe is different than your parent who over time you um, might choose to listen to a little less as you get a little older as a child, um, you know, having that person who you trust, who knows you, um, who has uh, confidence in your ability and and shares that with you, um, that really can make such a difference for these kids. I absolutely agree. It's Big Brothers, Big Sisters of Utah. You mentioned... um, uh, Nancy, that there were three different kind of programs that big brothers or big sisters can be a part of. Can you let us a little, know a little bit more about what that looks like? Absolutely. So uh, everything we do is one-to-one mentoring, but we do it really in kind of three different ways. Um, 
the biggest part of our program is what we internally call community-based, which just means that the mentoring takes place in the community. So um, if your listeners have ever heard of Big Brothers, Big Sisters, it's probably what they think of. Um, it's where our mentors um, who need to be at least 18 years of age in that program uh, usually go to the home of their little brother or little sister, pick them up and take them into the community to do activities. Might be going to the library, helping them with a homework assignment or a, um, you know, a, some research they want to do. It might be taking them on a hike, getting an ice cream together. You know, the sky's the limit, but it takes place in the community. And in that program, the volunteers are spending time with their little uh, at least twice a week um, for a couple hours uh, per time. And uh, in all of our programs, we ask for a minimum commitment from both the volunteer and the child and the family of uh, at least 12 months, because the research suggests that that's really where the long-term positive impacts uh, become more sustainable and uh, deeper for, for each child that's participating. So the second program is um, a program that is based around um, success for high school students and helping them prepare for their futures. And that is a program we call Mentor 2.0. It's a technology enhanced mentoring program. So mentors in that program uh, predominantly are adults who have already earned a college degree for the most part, and they um, or have you know a successful kind of professional life. Uh, and they are mentoring high school kids through kind of a what's similar to an email like an electronic communication every week and then they meet in person once a month at the high school along with other mentors and high school students uh, and that curriculum is really focused on kind of grit um, you know perseverance and a growth mindset and love of learning and the kinds of things that are really complementary to more of the traditional education that that kids are getting in high school, but are so crucial to long-term success and, and goal setting for all of us. And then the last program is uh, unique for elementary school students who um, can get mentoring in the after-school hours of their, um, if they're involved in the after-school program at their elementary school. We're in about 16 schools statewide. Um, so if the program is at that particular elementary school, the kids can participate. Mentors go to the school on a set day each week for about an hour and a half in the after-school time frame. And they meet individually with the child that they're matched with. Uh, and they do that every week for the academic year as long as that school's in session on that day. So those are the three programs. It's all one-to-one, -one, uh, but a little different in and how it sort of takes place, I guess. You know, one of our, our, our radio station that I work on, FM 100.3, had a uh, an opportunity to partner with some of the children with Big Brothers, Big Sisters of Utah last fall as they were creating 
um, ad campaigns uh, to try to help make the world a little bit more of an empathetic and compassionate place. And there was a not another foundation and organization that was kind of all playing a big part of it. And the, the kids were able to come into our studios and, and record their commercials, uh, which we put on the air. And uh, it was just, to me, a wonderful illustration that, you know, for these kids to be successful, it is very helpful for us to have businesses and, as well as foundations and individuals all supporting uh, Big Brothers, Big Sisters of Utah, which brings me to bowling <laughs> For kids' sake. So this is coming up just around the corner. Tell us a little bit about this. It's going to be at the, is it the Olympus Hills Lanes? Yeah, so um, we actually bowl all over the state, but here in Salt Lake, it's going to be at Olympus Hills Lanes. Uh, It takes place on March 26th, and we have a session at 10 a.m. and a session at 1230. And uh, what we are looking for is teams of people who want to come have fun with us and also help raise some money for us. So um, teams are uh, five people each, and each team is asked to raise at least $500 from uh, their friends. We make it super easy. There's a platform that you get registered, and and then it gives you all the information you need to push it out to your own social media and email it um, to all your friends. Uh, and, you know, you can ask them, for $5 or $25 or whatever you want to ask them for. But um, it's kind of a, what we call friends, helping friends uh, fundraiser. And um, our goal for this fundraiser this year is to raise $75,000. So we need lots of bowlers and lots of people who want to help us uh, with this effort. Well, and I, I love the idea that um, you've also used the word Bowl Olympics 2022. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. And, we have an Olympic theme this year. <laughs> so March 26th at Olympus Hills Lane, and mm-hmm. you're looking for people who will just gather four other friends. So make a team of five. Each of those team yeah. members can, you know, help fundraise $100. Very doable. That's four right. people that you know giving 25 bucks. And then yeah, overall, exactly. uh, then those funds are available to help support the activities for Big Brothers and Big Sisters. Now, the event in Salt Lake City is March 26th. I see that you have more bowling coming up on April 20th in Park City, right? Yeah, we have one session in St. George um, and then a couple sessions in Park City, uh, so the full details are available on our website um, and people can, you know, find out about the dates and register their teams. Um, and we'd love to have people in the community come have fun and, and also support a great cause. All right. And you go to bbbsu.org. That's bbbsu.org. Click on the events. You can see the details. Looks like you just had uh, an event at Topgolf. We did. Uh, last Saturday, we have kind of our kickoff, which uh, it's funny that it's bowling for kids, and, and we were actually golfing. But just, <laughs> just to add a little variety in the year of, of Bowl Olympics, uh, we we kicked it off at Top Top Golf, and we had a a, a bunch of people um, come out, and and we had a great time, and and I know we will again on the twenty sixth, and and the April dates 
uh, that are coming up. And you do not have to be an excellent bowler. I brought up the Top Golf because I'm a terrible at golfing. I live a block from a golf course, but I'm terrible at it. But I always have such a good time when I go to Top yeah. Golf. So it's the same thing with bowling. Yeah. You do not have to be able to get strikes to be able That's to correct. help the kids, right? You, you just have to be willing to uh, to raise a little money and come have some fun, right? There's there's uh, pizza and drinks and um, opportunity drawings and fun music and good costumes and uh, and then you know if you like to bowl you can do that too. <laughs> <laughs> you'll be you'll uh, people will be in awe at your skills <laughs> as well. And again, you can register for that event online at bbbsu.org and check out their events. We have just a few minutes together, and I want to talk about um, the way the community can support you because uh, you know it sounds like you you need. Do you know approximately how many more big brothers and big sisters you need to volunteer? Yeah, we have a waiting list right now today of 75 littles who are waiting for a big. Um, Most of those are boys. So we um, are looking particularly for men who would like to be big brothers or couples who might want to be big couples. If there's a a married or a couple who's been together for a long time, we um, match couples with little boys as well, as long as they're amenable. Um, And so it, it is always our number one need for volunteers. Um, you know, it's it's a big commitment, um, but it's such a meaningful one. And I think, as I said, rewarding for the volunteers as well. Um, and so all of that information, if they go to our website and click on Be a Big, um, there's an online orientation and, and tons of information about signing up. And tell us other ways that we can support, because I know I've been a part of, of clothing drives for Big Brothers, mm-hmm. Big Sisters of Utah. Yeah, we run a social enterprise that supports about a third of all the revenue that we use to run our mentoring programs. And so our donation center collects used clothing and household items, and we sell those to Savers Thrift Stores. And that partnership um, is just so valuable to helping us run our programs and bringing in unrestricted funds. Um, And so uh, anybody who's cleaned out a closet recently, we'd love to have donations of used clothing uh, or small household items. We, we can't take furniture, um, but we can take pretty much everything else. And you can drop those off at our donation center um, attended donation stations or at a bin near your home. Um, and those locations are also on our website, but um, the one probably closest for most of your listeners is at 1875 Murray Holiday Road. We're open seven days a week from nine to five. So just drive up in front of the building and somebody will come out and help you unload your donations right from your car. <laughs> you know, as a number of years ago, we were broadcasting from one of the uh, the bin locations and encouraging people to come bring their clothing for Big Brothers, Big Sisters of Utah. And what was very interesting is that people would drive up and say, I'm so glad to know that this is an option because for decades, they just instinctively gave to, you know, um, the church that, uh, you know, does collect so much uh, clothing over the years. And so they said, I love that what Big Brothers, Big Sisters uh, 
of Utah does. Now I know there's another way for me to help. And so bring those clothes, right? As the seasons change, bring them to the bins. And you're so right. Your website makes it so easy because you can click and see where the nearest bin is to your house, the nearest center. If you want to drop it off that way, makes it just easy peasy. And so go ahead. About a hundred bin locations across the state. Um, Again, there, there are some in Park City, there are some in St. George, they're uh, all over from, from Utah County to uh, Weber and Davis counties up North. And, um, and uh, we also do have some trucks that will come to your house. You may have to wait a little longer to get those donations picked up, but um, also on our website, you can sign up and, and schedule a pickup. Uh, and you just leave your goods outside when you um, leave for work in the morning and our truck will come get them during the day um, if you sign up. And that's a great idea. And, and I'll share this. I know there's so many other people that uh, have given more than I. But on occasion, I would use there's apps called Nextdoor or neighborhood groups on Facebook. And I would just say, hey, I'm going to do a clothing drive and a drop. So if anybody has clothing they'd like to get rid of, leave the bags on my front porch. And then I'd get all the bags collected and I could, you know, put them in my car or then you could schedule a pickup uh, for that. So it's kind of an easy people like easy solutions. So the easier we make it for them to help, um, you know, the more likely they are to be able to get. And and what a great, uh, you know, spring cleaning thing. Right. Um, You're going to be cleaning your closets out anyway. So uh, bag those things up and. And bring them over to our donation center and you can um, help support mentoring and get rid of some of your own clutter all at the same time. <laughs> well, it's been fantastic to talk to you. And um, on, on behalf of our community, I know that you're very, very aware of the backstories of so many of these children, whether they be refugees or parents of children, uh, uh, children of parents who are incarcerated or, or have been struggling for many generations of poverty. I know you know the backstories uh, back of those children. And uh, I'm so appreciative that you lead an organization that is so invested and helping uh, children reach their potential. And so the president and CEO of Big Brothers Big Sisters of Utah, Nancy Weinmiller Basinger, thank you for joining us on this week's edition of Utah Weekly Forum. Thanks so much, Rebecca. I really appreciate it. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.